welcome to my podcast. Today we'll be talking about something that has been on my mind for a while. Um, the influence of the media on our decisions, our life choices, and the different things that make us who we are. Um, sometimes we watch all these things, we read that book, we enjoy that music, and we are unaware that subconsciously um, some things are being deposited into our space, into our mind space. And because it's an unconscious thing, um, later down the line, years to come, months to come, we find ourselves making certain decisions, saying certain things, and reflecting on one day, like I was a few days ago, saying, oh, how did I become this person? Why did I start thinking like this? What made me believe these things? Um, we are unaware that the media to a large extent shapes a lot of our decisions, consciously or unconsciously. Um, the kind of music we listen to, the kind of books we read, the places we go to, that reality show, <laughs> those ones that you have, like your guilty pleasures, you know. Um, so what brought me to this thought? So a few days ago, I, I recalled that when I was younger, I think I watched either the divorce of princess Diana or the marriage. I can't remember which one, but I know that at that particular, during that time, I made a statement and that statement has stayed with me for a long time. I told my, my I just watched something and then. I don't know what my aunt and my mom were talking about and I turned around like, I'm never going to get married. And my aunt beat the hell out of me that day. She beat me blue, black, and you know, stop saying things like that. You shouldn't say that, you know, and all that. Um, but I was a stubborn kid. I said it and I meant it. And I, I was pondering back to why did I say that and what made me feel that way, the way I felt in that particular moment? And it was all that, the story behind Princess Diana, you know, getting married out of obligation, you know, um, having your husband have a mistress that he's in love with and everybody knows, the whole world knows. And, you know, having to live that kind of life and in the public eye, his affair was blatantly in your face. Everyone knew who she was. And just to live that kind of life for many years, you have kids and there's nothing that you do that, you know, makes a difference or makes him love you more at that time. That, that, that's my interpretation. And I was like, why bother really? Why invest all this time all this energy, my life, my everything into this one human being. And it's not worth it. Like why put in that investment? And, and, and at that young age, and even till now, when we think about people who are married and close friends or aunties or, or whatever, you, you see that same cycle playing out. And that whole you know thing with the diana princess diana story just struck a chord with me and i was like i'm not doing that and and i realized as i've grown older that i've always had this 
perception and this feel and this you know anti-marriage thing not anti-marriage not that i don't want to get married now that i'm older is like um marriages are not designed to work um because a higher percentage of people are unfaithful i'm not calling out any gender that's why i said people are unfaithful um that they get married for the wrong reasons like in the case of princess diana and her husband obligation um you find people getting married these days out of obligation oh it's time oh i got pregnant or you know i don't necessarily like this person but i like the status of marriage or everyone else is doing it why shouldn't i you know things like that and i I started thinking like how did these thoughts get really implanted in my mind and i traced it back to that particular moment when i was young um and i said no nobody's ever going to make me feel that way so that's my story about how the media has influenced my thinking about marriage so now let's look at that and cascade it to different aspects of life um for example how the media has painted romance how the media has painted love whether same sex sex or opposite sex how the media has painted religion worship acceptable norms acceptable music the right way to raise your child the wrong way to do things so as you grow older some some of the values that you had as a kid in terms of how certain things were done and how certain things are done now you find yourself like what happened what what has changed like how did we get here and when i think back like i've been in a very reflective mood of late you can trace the culture change the culture influences largely to the media the kinds of songs that we listen to now uh, the kinds of movies um the kinds of love scenes that we see gone are the days where you know just a simple peck here and then everybody was like all shy and all that but now it's full out x-rated you know um scenes and all that and people have this bloated image of what sex relationships are uh in in the past it was virtuous to not have sex before marriage it was a a taboo um people didn't talk about things publicly but now it's like hey if you're not doing it you are the person that's wrong so the media to a large extent has shaped our values and and if we look at child care now um and how children are being raised we are now in the technological age where everyone has a phone everyone has access to the internet yes the internet has its pluses and its advantages don't get me wrong at all but when things are not done in moderation i guess that's what i'm trying to say when things are not done in moderation when everything is just exaggerated and there's too much allowance for freedom quote and unquote people tend to just you know go all out and forget where the boundaries are um children are being reared and trained and values are being instilled into them 
through schools and the church and parents i'm not blaming anyone get me i don't even have a kid but um are abdicating their responsibilities to the schools to the church because we're all busy i'm single i have a job i have you know things that keep me engaged and i have friends who have kids and are married and have jobs and everything and everybody's just trying to survive one way or the other again i am not shaming anyone i am not bashing anyone for how they raise their kids but i'm saying that i think we need to take a second look on how we expose ourselves to the media and what we allow the media change in us change in our culture change in our belief systems because everything is changing technology is shortening distance between a lot of things and our minds are just being open and exposed to foreign cultures and things that are not necessarily organic to us as a people and, and i speak for everyone in different locations there are things that are organically you there are things that belong to your culture there are things that you grew up believing in steadfastly but a movie here uh, a, a disco there a, a novel here a conversation there a chat room there and then you find yourself questioning your belief systems questioning your values and questioning whether all those things that you did hold there really mattered and 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 i think that that's the that's the gist of today is i i think we we need to be a little more conscious of what we allow into our spaces a little more conscious about the media we consume because these things leave little seeds as in like extremely little seeds they're just little subtle planting things that are just in our minds and you know we just you know gloss over it and say like hey everyone's doing it hey it's just a movie hey it's just a song hey you know and then from the little haze you find yourself you know emulating there was a time true story i couldn't say the f word and because everyone around me was saying it like oh the 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 i i had i was trying to force myself i was like everyone's saying it is in all the movies everyone's doing it why can't i and then i said forcing myself so when typically i would say things like oh why i don't say when i want to say the oh why i'll say it i was like no i must say it and i kept forcing myself until it became second, third nature, maybe not second nature, but in our town to fudge and, and other, you know, alternatives. When I caught myself one day saying like, but why do you want to speak like this? It's not a proper way to communicate. Why are you forcing yourself? Why do you have to speak this way? And then, you know, I was like, no, this is not you. This is... This is not your value. So I had a moment and I, I called myself back and I said, you know, pulling back and adjusting all that. So my, my, in summary, um, if you've not gotten anything so far, get this, be mindful of what you consume. Um, we live in a world where 
everything and anything is thrown in your face true false you know whatever Every, things can be fabricated things can be true things can be whatever but because we live in this kind of environment we need to protect the thing that is dear to us which is our mind our belief our value those are the things that shape us and make us who we really are and if we lose that then we are just fakes we are just copies we are not original we are not the real deal and who wants to live a life as a fake and then you know a couple of years down the line you realize that what was all this for just so that i could be accepted just so that i could blend in just so that i could be part of the trend or you know the it's crowd and the bible says what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul and so what does it profit you to fit in and lose your identity and lose who you are do not lose yourself in the bid to fit in in the bid to become one of the many standing out is not a crime standing out is also a fantastic thing for you to do stand out stand out be your true self embrace who you really are and i'll see you in the next one bye hi guys and welcome welcome well come so today we'll be talking about grief ah that's a heavy topic grief each one of us at one point or the other have has gone through something trying something you know so crushing either the death of a loved one the loss of your great love loss of a pet <laughs> or anything I, I, losing a pet is not trivial don't mind my laugh but at one point or the other each one of us has lost something and that loss has crushed devastated or redefined our life's journey um our life's view or the way we interact with the world at one point or the other so grief is the topic for today um i did an interview recently um about grief and it got me thinking about the people who are left behind how do they cope how do they survive um and as someone who has gone through uh, a trying time you know has ha- experienced grief in in my life um i can say that overcoming that is truly a herculean task um grief is suffocating grief is a black hole that you know envelops your soul envelops your being and 
in some instances you can't see your way out of the, that situation or those situations it feels like a bottomless pit of despair with no hope in sight some of us over the years and through time um, will be able to dig ourselves out of that hole um, but some of us are unable to find our way out and to that someone who may be dealing with grief or trying to overcome grief i say i feel you i see you i understand you your pain is valid your emotions are valid do not let anyone try to trivialize how you feel there is no explanation for the feeling that comes with the loss loss of something loved one love or whatever loss is loss and if you haven't felt it you cannot understand it um so in the case of losing a loved one um it's hard because there is a gaping hole in your life where that individual used to be there is that spot, there is that space, there is that void that can never be filled because that person doesn't exist anymore. Either it's a parent, a sibling, a husband, a child. No one can explain the gravity of the pain and the emptiness you feel at the realization that you would never speak with this person again you would never see this person again you would never see this person grow to become the person you had imagined to live the life you had planned or you know materialize the vision you've had you know so grief <laughs> ah it's a very heavy subject my advice to people who have people in their lives who are dealing with grief is to give them time don't force them to overcome it forcing someone to overcome grief and trivializing their feeling and saying things like hey you should be over it by now and oh this too shall pass it is well the lord give her the lord take it away it is well it is for your good all those cliches do not work they actually have the opposite effect on the person and when you hear those words they sound so empty and meaningless and has have no emotion or power to change anything or make me act or think differently the willpower to overcome grief is spiritual and internal it's a a, a a force of will. It's willpower on the individual's part to say, okay, I can continue breathing without this person. I can continue living without this person. I can attempt to have a life without this person, dead or alive or broken up or whatever. Grief. So don't explain, don't try to cajole or make them see 
your point of view because your point of view is not valid in that instance. It's not even necessary. The best you can do for anyone dealing with grief is to sit with them and hold their hand and make them feel, believe, know that you are there for them, that whatever they need, you can provide to the best of your ability, that you are there to listen to them grieve, you are there to listen to them speak when they choose to, not forcing them to, and that it's okay for them to grieve. Um, it's okay for them to grieve because you can't wish it away. There's no magic wand or there's no rule book that dictates how long an individual can grieve. In the case of a breakup though, my pastor would say he gives you three days to cry and to get over the person. Day one, oh God, my life is over. Day two, we did have nice moments. Day three, okay, these two shall pass. We're going out to hunt for another one. And then you put on your makeup and you go outside. That's for breakups. And I subscribe to that, you know, uh, plan. But in the case of a debt, there's no timeline. There's no rule book. There's no guide as to how long it will take to overcome, especially when guilt is involved. If you feel guilty, if you feel like you shouldn't have been the one to survive in the case of, if there are cases like that, there is no prescription as to how to deal with it, except, you know, talking to a coach, talking to a, a therapist to help you out of that grief. But we all need to grieve, you know, go through the five stages of grief, then acceptance, denial, you know, and all that. I, I, I don't have all of them off the top of my head, but grief, don't rush people, don't prescribe to them, don't make them feel like their feelings do not matter at that instant, like, ah, you should be over it by now, now. No! Even if it's a year or two or three, you don't understand what a gaping hole that used to be a human feels like. When you do feel it or experience it, then you will know that to overcome death, the death of a loved one is not an easy thing. I know Christians will say, I'm a Christian, will say, the Lord give it, the Lord take it away, you know, let's rejoice, he's gone to a better place. My dear, it's easier said than done. It's, it's easier said than done. We say that as Christians, you know, to cheer you up and to make you try to focus on the bigger picture. He's gone to glory, he's with the Lord, you know, rejoice because, you know, he's in a better place, no more sorrow and all that. But, when you all go home at night, when you all go to your houses and hold your babies and hold your siblings and hold your husbands and your wives, that person is left with 
the gaping hole that even though as much as you want to say and believe oh he's in a better place she's in a better place it still doesn't take away the fact that you are human and a human used to be in that spot right beside you so i would advise and ask everyone out there who has someone dealing with grief to be kind be kind be patient be understanding and you know hold their hands be the shoulder that they can lean on and don't try to force them out of their despair except it's tending and bordering on suicide and all that but you, you get the gist you get the gist you know um dealing with the death of a loved one is not something that's easy um it's a feeling that lingers for years ask anyone who's lost someone it lingers it doesn't the pain numbs after a while it's like a wound it doesn't hurt anymore but the scar when you touch the scar it brings back some memories and it's those memories that you know hurt and makes you remember and nurse that pain and nurse that pain it's like having a missing limb it's there but it's not there you feel there's something supposed to be there but it's not there anymore so people be kind be kind be kind be kind be kind be kind to those who has who have lost someone even to those who have broken up breakups are hard people breakups are hard for those who have lost loves of their life i'm doing air quotes right now and those great romances that you know you know never was and you grieve don't grieve too long like i said three days okay i give you a month to grieve but you know um even in love the saying says it's better to have loved than lost than never to have lost that are never to have loved so um i think you should focus instead on the fact that you had the opportunity to love that person even though he or she is no longer with you appreciate the fact that you could have you could express and be loved by someone as great as them and hold out and believe strongly that a greater love lies ahead and don't wallow and don't compare and don't you know wish for things that were past gone because that's equally destructive so love lost loved one gone grieve take your time heal do not bottle things up there's oh my god i can't say that enough do not bottle tin things up because when the more you bottle things up the worse it becomes embrace the memory of the person remember fondly remember with people don't remember in isolation remember with people remember the good times 
cherish the memories. And for those who have had the privilege of not losing a loved one or losing a great love, I salute you because you are one of the lucky ones. And I pray that you never have to deal with loss or deal with heartbreak. Till the next one, I'll see you. Bye.